The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Saints Happy Hour needs your support so we can keep giving you the Saints coverage you love. Become a patron to help us keep giving you the best daily Saints podcast on earth. Supporting Saints Happy Hour gives you the best Saints podcast every day without any stupid ads or promos like this one. And patrons also get access to our private Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7, early access to podcast episodes, our world-famous booze bundle with four amazing swag items. So do it. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com and sign up today. That's SaintsHappyHour.com. G'day, it's Stevie from 12 Ninja here. And look, if you like American football, you should check out Saints Happy Hour podcast. I personally know fuck all about American football, other than it's a bunch of massive blokes wearing spandex, shoulder pads and helmets, running around with a throw a football. In Australia, you don't throw footballs. You punch it or you kick it. And there's um, no protection. They're all naked. And there's sharks and crocodiles fired out of cannons onto the field and we all stand around and drink blood watching it but American football's your thing you know what to do Saints Happy Hour podcast stick it in your ear hole alright everybody welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour podcast this is our weekly YouTube special edition pound that like button pound that subscribe button support the show and please become a patron to the best Saints podcast in the world. Uh, go to saintshappyhour.com, become a patron. Andrew, I want to thank uh, Hunter and Joey and Hampton, who all signed up in the last week to Saints Happy Hour. They know where it's at. They know in the darkest times for the Saints, you need jokes, you need fun, you need a little ridiculousness. Thanks, guys for supporting Saints Happy Hour. Andrew, listen, the Saints season is off the rails. It's officially in the dumpster. It's on fire after the Tampa heartbreak and agony. I get it. And it hasn't gone like we wanted it to go. And I get it. And and listen, there's Saints Twitter, Saints social media, Saints fans in general. Well, it's in a wash of negativity and pessimism. But... And I understand you have to be realistic and you have to say the Saints suck, and they do suck right now. But my <laughs> thing is I can't be pessimistic 100% of the time because if I'm pessimistic 100% of the time, every bad thing that happens to the Saints, I experience it twice because the first time I experience it is when I expect it to happen, and then I live it again when it actually happened. So I feel like we need to have – Every now and again, a little shot of just pure optimism to get us through to make us believe that the Saints can turn things around. We're going to have Saints optimism. It's going to be a continuing series. We're not going to do it every week because the Saints, honestly, Andrew, they don't deserve optimism every week. Let's be realistic. Like, they don't, they don't deserve it. But every once in a while, like a good meal or a good drink, you got to make it drink that optimism, get that shot in the arm to make us believe, get us fired up about 2023 and the possibilities. 
And today I want to talk about something that I think isn't just pie in the sky dream of moves and that sort of thing. I'm going to take a mic, a, a macro view of the Saints and give you a, the, my belief, the number one reason for optimism. And that is Gail Benson has a crap ton of money and she is not afraid to spend it. And the Saints, Andrew, for the last five years have been a cash over cap team in the NFL, which basically in English, that means the Saints spend actual more money than almost any team in the NFL per year. It isn't just, oh, the cap charges and the dead money. The Saints are, Gale is actually outlaying cash money every year. And the Saints have been a top five spending team the last five years. And I think that is my number one when it gets down to it, my one of my number one reasons for optimism because I look at the Saints and I'm like, they have 50 million in cap, uh, salary cap hold, but whatever. Gail's going to cut the check, and Mickey Loomis can easily, if he wants to, create 20 to 30 million in cap space, and he does it every year because Gail lets him, and they're going to do it again, and we're going to have fun in the offseason because they're going to have more cap space and flexibility than we think. The nerds are going to hate it. Everybody's going to hate it because they're going to be like. Only Super Bowl teams should be cash over cap. Why are you doing that? But let the lady spend her money how she wants, Andrew. And that's it. Gail's money gives me optimism. Yeah, no, that, that's a good point, Ralph. And I think at the end of the day, when you look at the Saints, really this offseason starts with Sean Payton. And we're much closer mm-hmm. to it, I think, than some people think. Now, there, there's always a chance that Sean Payton doesn't find the right fit and that he decides not to come back to the NFL this year, this coming year. Uh, but I think he will. And if he does, the process for that is going to be really interesting uh, because I think you'll have your, your Black Monday, right, where all those coaches get fired, and immediately Sean Payton vaults to number one, I think, on the list of That's interested right. teams, right, for, for, of all those teams that, that have that vacancy. But I don't think Sean will take a job right away. And, and so what I think will happen is I think you'll have a logjam of all these teams that then, you know, he, Sean will probably quickly tell – a few of those teams like, yeah, I'm not interested. I'm not going there. And then they'll, they'll fill their vacancies. But like, I believe Sean Payton's going to wait to see who loses in the wild card round. Because like if Dallas were to lose in the wild card round or maybe a couple other teams, could they fire their coach? Could that be a spot where he could land? So, so that's kind of step one, right? And then like you have all these teams waiting in line. I think because he's by far the... The, the like the best asset that's ever been available on an open market. I mean, it's technically not an open market because they have to trade for him, but he, he's by far the hottest coaching candidate we've seen in years available. And so I, I just think teams will wait to figure out if he's going to take them or not. And so I think that there's going to be a log jam while teams wait to see what he picks. And so and- I do think the saints will get a first round pick. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, and more, and so I think you have to be optimistic about the comp. And if you're, you're pissed off and upset about the Saints giving up their first-round pick, I mean, I, I do think, unfortunately, it's probably going to be a top 10 and, and maybe even a top 5 pick, and that sucks. And I don't think they're going to get a top 5 pick out of Sean Payton. But I, I believe they traded this knowing all along that's the return they were going to get for Sean Payton. So you start there. They're going to have a first-round pick, I believe. And then... You know, from there, I don't know how much they're going to be able to spend in free agency in the sense that 
they're they're not going to be big players. They're not going to sign a bunch of dudes because it's going to take a lot of heavy lifting just to get cap compliant for starters. I think they're going to make a lot of moves post June first, which might free up some resources uh, for them to maybe make a run at some players after June first if people are still available. So you know the Jarvis Landry, the Matthews, like I could see them having signings like that after June first. Obviously, those signings neither of them worked out very well, but. Uh, but I think reason for opt, I mean, the biggest thing for me, besides the fact that, yes, like, look, they're going to spend, uh, they were willing to spend and, and get Deshaun Watson last year. So like that hasn't changed. They still need a quarterback and they're still willing to spend to get one. So I, I, right. I, I absolutely think that's accurate and could happen. And people so, forget, look, put, put the, put the, should they have, 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 Chase Deshaun Watson. Put that whole discussion aside because it's just it's exhausting to have. And look, we I, I was against it, but put that all aside. There was a distinct moment on that Thursday, the day before he decided to go to Cleveland, where the Saints did all the moves to clear up what was it like thirty five million dollars in cap space, right? And there was a sense, and I'm not going to play the sources card or whatever because he ended up going to Cleveland, but there was momentum from people that you talked to and I talked to that, like, the Saints felt like on that Thursday it was going to happen. There was a window of time where the Saints were like, we got this done. Like, we're in the – we feel really good about it. Cleveland, of course, swooped in, did the ridiculousness, and it didn't happen. But – that at, just at, goes, different, at different parts in that process, I think Deshaun Watson would have told you, I thought I was going to New Orleans. I thought I was going to Atlanta. Yeah. And up in Cleveland. So, yeah. I, you know, I, I think at one point, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think they were the front runner. But, you know, the last thing I'll say is until, like, I, I think Tom Brady's not coming back to Tampa. We can talk about mm-hmm. whether he retires or goes to a different team, but I don't see him returning to the Tampa Bay Bucks. I could be wrong about that. Mm-hmm. But if we if we believe that to be true, that Tom Brady's not coming back to the Bucks, that Todd Bowles is basically Dennis Allen, and that he has sucked the other places he's been. He's sucked so far in Tampa, you know. So Dennis Allen and Todd Bowles kind of on an even playing field. I haven't really seen a ton from Arthur Smith yet. Desmond Ritter, like we'll see how he does. It looks like he's going to start against the Saints when they play um, against the Falcons in the Superdome. So we'll get the, our first look at Desmond Ritter, but we'll yeah. see how he looks. Uh, Carolina, I have no idea who their quarterback and who their coach is going to be next year. That that's wide open. But at least as we sit here today, you know, on December eighth, twenty twenty two, none of these teams have a quarterback. That I that I see clearly, and none of these teams have a coach that I see clearly are long term fit. So I, I would put the Saints at the bottom of the list of these four teams right now, but they're all four so bad, and the future is so uncertain for all four of them. That's right. That I'm kind of like, it's not going to take much for the Saints to hit on a couple moves and vault right. themselves back to being the best team in the division. Yeah, and I want to say this for Gail. Listen, I'm wearing. A Pelican shirt today, and we're not a and we're not a Pelicans podcast. We're a Saints podcast, but I I think the Pelicans how they're doing are instructive because if you go to the NBA standings, Andrew, the number one team in the Western Conference is the freaking Pelicans. That's right. And Gale allowed David Griffin to 
have three coaches in three years and cut checks to make them all go away. And she went and got the best training staff in the NBA, the Phoenix Suns trainer who every team in the NBA had been trying to steal him for years. Gail went and cut the check and got him to bring the Phoenix Suns training staff to the Pelicans. Like, so she hasn't been afraid to spend money with the Pelicans and empower people to make changes. And, and so she's going to do it with the saints, Andrew. And to me, I just disagree with you slightly in a sense of, I don't think the saints are going to be like, they're not going to be crazy players in free agency, like Jacksonville or whoever, where they just splash a ridiculous amount of money. But I do think they're going to create cap space and they're going to go and get a couple of guys. Like last year, Marcus May was a $10 million player. Teron Matthews, a $10 million player. You know, if you get though, when, when you're willing to spend that type of money, you can get really good players. Like it didn't work out. And this is the honey badger hasn't been good. And Marcus May has been kind of mad, but like, in twenty in twenty eighteen, they went out and they signed Demario Davis, and we weren't like over the moon about it, but he ended up being a fantastic signing, and he didn't break the bank. So, like, I think they're gonna have they're gonna have money to spend. They won't be rummaging around in the in the bargain bin, is what I'm gonna say. They're gonna have a couple of moves where we're gonna be like, oh, they did they, they got they got a defensive tackle for nine million dollars. They oh they got a the, the loaded the loaded running back market they just signed a running back for three years 16 million like i think i think they're gonna do stuff to improve their team and free agency more than we think and it's because gail's gonna allow them to outlay a crap ton of money on free agents and to get under the cap uh so i have reasons i have reasons for optimism and look maybe it's unfounded whatever but the saints the things that we know about them, Andrew, is they the the history of Gale and even Tom Benson. They, they allow them to spend money. They allow them to do these cap gymnastics to get under the cap, and those things are like fundamental things. You we can argue the details of fire the coach, fire the OC, what they're going to do, but like the track record says, they're going to be aggressive. And Mickey Loomis, he's not going to take. He doesn't fundamentally at his core believe in the tear down let's 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 be good again in 2025 2026 he just do, he doesn't believe that he doesn't believe in it so like it's not going to happen so like well he, i mean the history the history of teams that have tanked in the nfl they they've kind of stayed down there for a long time you know it has a lot most of those teams they don't turn it around in two or three years you know so yeah, I, I don't know that I fundamentally believe in it either. There's not a, a big track record that says, you know, you draft uh, Jameis Winston in that fixed Tampa. You know, I mean, he, they, they were mediocre mm-hmm. for years until they cut him loose and they were good after they cut him loose. So, um, you know, uh, Baker Mayfield in Cleveland, like they're, they, they've cut him loose and they've traded for another quarterback, you know, and they still haven't been very good. Um, but, I mean, you could go up and down the list of all the number one picks and it's just like, you know, even top five picks like, you know, Kyle, all the Jets, like the Jets are still, I mean, finally they're turning it around, but they've just benched their quarterback that they picked, you know, in the top five or wherever he was picked. Right. So, you know, I, yeah, I just think with the Saints, it's going to be important this offseason, first of all, to pick up draft picks. Hopefully they mm-hmm. get some stuff for Sean Payton. That's going to be important. And uh, look, I, I think 
We can debate whether they've been good at drafting or not. I tend to think they have been. I think they've been better than average over the last five mm-hmm. years. Certainly that 2017 draft class was ridiculous. But I, I think since then they, they've made good picks. Uh, certainly seeing Cesar Ruiz turn things around and have a good season was a big deal just in terms of uh, like a, you know, a shot in the arm for validating mm-hmm. that pick and, and how the Saints draft in their process. But they're going to have to nail this draft. Yeah. I, I feel like th- this year maybe more than ever uh, because we're talking about the worst team they've had in 16 years is what this team mm-hmm. is. So, I mean, on, on record, on paper, if you just yeah. purely look at wins and losses, this is the worst team they've had since 2005. And uh, that, that's just a fact. And so I think to rebound from that quickly, and we saw this in 2006, how you go from worst to first how you go from awful to good is you get guys in your building like Marcus Colston and Roman Harper and Reggie Bush and, you know, and Zach Streif, like the Jari Evans. Evans, you have a draft class like that and you're worst to first, just like that. It can flip your fortunes in one season. Saints went from seven and nine. They added Lattimore. They added Kamara and Marcus Williams, you know, great draft class. Boom. They went from seven and nine to what were they the next year? 13 11 and, and five. 11 and five. So, yeah. So, yeah. I, I just think, like, yeah, like they, they, they can turn this around with a historic draft class. And I think, look, Jeff Ireland, I don't even know if he's going to stay because he may get a GM job. He may go with Sean Payton wherever he goes. Uh, but if they can hang on to Jeff Ireland, this is maybe the most important draft for him yet. Yeah, so we'll see. So listen, that's all we want to do, people. We're Saints fans. You're going to watch the games. You're going to follow them. And I know it's, it sucks. Like the Tampa, I'm, it's, it's Thursday. I'm still not over Tampa, really. I'm not. But like we have to be optimistic because we're going to watch this team. We're going to follow. We care about it. So we want to have hope. And let me tell you, this is the reason why you need to subscribe to Saints Happy Hour, become a patron, is – I'm telling you, starting on Black Monday, things with the Saints are going to happen fast and furious. On the coaching staff, probably not with Dennis Allen getting fired, but they're going to do they're going to do things on that coaching staff at the very least. The Sean Payton sweepstakes, like Andrew just said, and we're going to cover it all for our patrons. And you want to be in the know, and is and you might not be as plugged into the saints if you have been over the last couple of years, cause they're losing this year and, and it stinks. And maybe you stumbled on this podcast and you're like, ah, whatever. But I'm going to tell you as soon as that tweet hits that, Oh, Sean Payton's going to the chargers and the saints are getting a first and a third, your saints hope and your optimism and your craving for saints content is going to go right back. And we are going to be there and we're going to be first with breaking news and patrons will get it. Boom. And that's why you want to be a Saints Happy Hour patron. So go to saintshappyhour.com, sign up, become a patron, get the swag, get in our Discord. It's amazing. Best Saints community ever, anywhere. Thanks to Thomas for running the show back in Poland. As always, doing a great job. Thanks to Andrew for joining me. Guys, we will see you on the big show Sunday or Monday night on the live stream.